And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy. And, um, I'm sorry, why are you just like a witch, and why do you have an Amazon package for me? Uh, this is my side job. Gotta make money somehow. Uh, we gotta get with this done fast, because I got another delivery on the way. Oh, so in this economy, good luck. All right, hello everybody. We are now on to the next uh, Studio Ghibli movie. As you can tell by that awful, awful introduction, but I love them. Uh, it is time for Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, and Tyler, uh, you said you have not seen this one, if I'm correct? I have not seen this one, although I have seen uh, trailers for this uh, on old Disney VHS tapes. Yeah, this... This confirms my age of uh, remembering what fucking VHS tapes are. And they showed this yeah. on uh, many uh, old Disney films that we watched back in the day. And we'll get more into that. That's pretty much all I know about this movie before we went into this proper. So for me, as I said before, Princess Mononoke was the first one that I had seen um, back in like 1989. Um, and um, so... I remember it. I didn't see this definitely around that time period. I didn't. I don't remember seeing this one till like maybe two thousand four, two thousand five, maybe. Um, which, looking at the uh, release date, well, twenty ten. So I guess I don't know how, but I remember it was the summer. It was hot, as it usually is, uh, and I was I was usually home a lot as a kid, and I even especially at nights where brothers would do something, and I would just be like oh, I'm just gonna stay home. And, um, Toonami used to run anime a lot. And for some reason, I don't know if they ran other Ghibli movies, but they ran this one. And I would, normally I would, I would think I, I turned, I was asleep by this point. And this was just on. And I was, I was just fascinated by it. Namely because I thought the girl Kiki was cute. And her painter friend, um, I thought she was cute. Um, so, uh, and, and I, I, this is the first time I've seen it since then. Um, I, I've loved it ever, s I've, I remember liking it at the time, um, but I, uh, I, I it was crazy to revisit it, in, in all honesty. Um, so let's go ahead and break it down, okay? Uh, this was, its Japanese title is, um, Majin no Takuyubin, which is, I guess, Witches Express Home Delivery, which is a nice title, um... This was uh, directed by Hayao Miyazaki, of course, screenplay by Hayao Miyazaki, um, and apparently it's based on Kiki's Delivery Service, which was a novel um, written in 1985. So this is another, this is, I guess, the second Studio Ghibli movie that is not inherently original, um, but it's based on another property. I did not know that, honestly. That's interesting. Um, yeah. It, it was released in July 29th of 1989 with a runtime of 103 minutes. It had a budget of $800 million, or 6.9 million yen. And uh, with a box office of forty one point eight million, and I, again, there's a huge cast list on here, but I will not be reading all the cast because a lot of these are just uh, throwaway characters. So Kirsten Dunst is Kiki, and I was like, I recognize that name um, uh, from some from places. Phil Hartman is Gigi the cat. Tress McNeil, who I think we, I feel like every time we do this show, say, take a shot for saying her name. She's in so many. Yeah, movies, that and Jeff Bennett. Good thing I like her. Yeah, uh, Tress McNeil as Osono, uh, Janine Garofalo as Janine Gar Gar Garofalo as uh, Ursula, 
Matthew Lawrence as Tombo. We will talk about Tombo and Brad Garrett as um, as Fuko, and I believe uh, Kate Kath Susie as uh, Kiki's, as Kukuri, Kiki's mother, and Jeff Bennett as Kiki's father, Okino, and pretty much the other cast. There's some pretty uh, I, I don't recognize any of them, uh, but they're kind of they're they're one off characters. So that's the main cast we'll be doing. Uh, and I believe it's the painter. That is Ursula, that is Ursula right? Yes. I'm like, okay, that's how I figured. Okay, so let's let's break it down. Kiki's Labor Service. So, the, and I, I like doing this with these movies because you kind of see like what they've done, you know, and especially when it's not a shared universe, kind of like what we did with like the DC Universe stuff. We've seen Harling Adventures. We've seen, um, you know, fantastical, fantastical stuff with, with Totoro, and we've seen a heart narrow, heart wrenching uh, movie with Grave of the Fireflies. This is a lot more like, con- it's not, it's not that this movie doesn't have conflict, but this movie is not like race to the edge of to find a lost civilization somewhere. Yeah, it's kind of a. Like a fine line between the happy-go-lucky nature of Totoro and uh, the fantastical mysticism of uh, Castle in the Sky, I think. I think it's a nice right, compromise. But def- exactly. So basically, uh, it centers around our lead character, Kiki, who is a 13-year-old witch. And one thing you'll note as the movie goes on is that witches are just a normal thing. And this was in 1989, and again, we in America didn't first get this until, what, 2019? Oh, we got one in 1990, which I never heard that version before, but, like, in the 90s, so we've seen this. So this is definitely, like, right around Harry Potter time, um, you know, where, like, like uh, witches are just accepted, which is definitely not a thing in American culture, um, at least depending on the certain group you talk to, uh, namely the conservative side. And Kiki is a 13-year-old witch who is, at the age of 13, witches are supposed to go off for a year, find a town, and basically f- train and find their talent. And that is pretty much the journey for this, is, as we meet Kiki. And, and let, let's talk about her, because... And that's pretty much the story. And and doing so, we'll talk about Kiki's trial and tribulations, because there's... I love, I love what this movie does with it, but... What it, thoughts about Kiki... As a, as a main character, considering with the plot that she's in. Uh, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Um, I should I, I should say, I should say the plot. So, it's called Kiki's Delivery Service because uh, she needs money, and and so she thinks of basically using her ability not, uh, not a, her ability to use her broomstick to get to places far and wide to be a delivery service that operates inside a local bakery, uh, which is it's very very wholesome. As you do. Uh, so that. That is pretty much the consensus plot. But what were your as you watched the movie? What were your thoughts on Kiki? Um, as a lead, I think she's uh pretty all right in all honesty. Like she definitely has uh, problems, and it definitely shows in like the last third of the film for sure. Um, uh, but for most of it, uh, I think she holds it pretty well. Uh, uh for the type of film that she's in. Right, like she's definitely she's she she's she's spunky. She is like, like she has that youthful energy that like I'm gonna take on the world, which makes for her, I hate to say, a downward spike. Like like everybody goes through, a lot more impactful. Like she, I feel like a lot of people. Maybe she's maybe not 13 years old, but like every a lot of people in their early 20s when you're just getting out of high school, and 
and you feel like you can take on the world, and then that slap of reality fucking hits you in the face. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I, I really like her character arc uh, in this, where um, she has to basically learn to be to survive on her own, but she she's not without help. Um, and and, and that, I think that's also the important thing is that she she it's not about that, but. Um, her 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 whole her really big struggle that the film likes to likes to talk about is her struggle with the fact that she kind of doesn't like being a witch. It's kind of at least how I, I, I interpret it is that she's like not really happy with like the lifestyle a witch is ha- has at her age. Yeah, just like anyone else, she uh, she kind of dislikes the fact that uh, the thing that she likes to do she has to do for a living, and it kind of just bogs down the experience. Which is something I'm pretty right. sure anyone can relate to. Right. There's a great moment where, like, she is, um, like, she's walking by these group of girls and they're all talking, gossiping about boys and whatever, you know, the typical things most girls do at that time. Not everyone, but most do. And she looks at her dress and she's just like, ugh. And she's always wearing this. I mean, it's a very nice dress, but it's all black. And she doesn't like it by her own admission. Um, and to, even she sees there's another moment where she sees uh, red shoes like these sparkling red shoes in the, in the um, uh, in, the, in like window shopping and she's like how pretty they are and she kind of struggles with the do- like and in a way it leads to her 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 sort of downward she struggles with wanting to be a witch or fulfilling her duty to her fulfilling her her job as a witch but also wanting to have like a somewhat normal life. Yeah, it's a really um, difficult balancing act to pretty much balance your personal life and your job. Yeah. So how did you feel about, like, her her um, starting a delivery service as, as a way to, to make ends meet? Because she has to earn money here. As a 13-year-old, by the way. Yeah, man, sometimes you gotta work to earn your keep. You, which or not. Exactly. Um... I found it. I found it really cool, even back then, and I still found it really nice. My favorite moment, though, is when she's shopping, and she picks up the pots and pans, and she goes, "Oh, this is so expensive." And now that I'm older, having bought pots and pans before, I'm like, "Yeah, girl, I can relate." For sure, for sure. <laughs> this shit, this shit, can fucking cost a hundred dollars like a set, and now inflation's a thing, so it's like probably a hundred and twenty now. Um, but I think. Uh, and, and I think honestly, when you have that aspect of her, and then you have um, oh, there's another great moment I remember where she is she's riding with Tombo. Who God, we'll fucking talk about that guy. Um, sorry, if I have a negative about this movie, you can tell who it is already. Yeah. Um, but uh, where she's biking with him, and then she he's and her friends start making fun of fun of her. And like she just wants to be alone, and she wants to be away. She's she, like, it's that, it's like that, like that's what kind of makes her not want to be a witch, um, which is heartbreaking because being a witch is awesome. But you know, it, we, we're looking at it from the outside in. Um, but I really, I won't lie. When when the cat meowed at her for the first time and didn't say anything, my heart dropped like almost as much as like. Those moments in Nas in not Nasica but Castle in the Sky when Mark Hamill was about to get his way, like that level of like, oh my god, what's happening? Yeah, that was pretty much the Spider-Man two moment of Peter Parker uh, not getting his powers to work. 
Which is odd because Kirsten Dunst is in this movie. Exactly. Um, <laughs> wait, that that's that that's that's what I found. Um, uh, and and I really like that moment because it was like that watershed moment of like some the only movie doesn't explain it that she's losing her powers, but it's only like if you it, it doesn't it doesn't like if you're paying attention it's because she wasn't. She wants to leave that part, so they're like, "All right, you don't want this, bye powers, bye." And but I felt bad for her because like she does what any young person does, like she she made a mistake and she wants to correct it, and she panics. And you know, I won't lie, it was a little comedic when she's like, "I gotta fix this," and it's immediately cut to her running and you have those sound effects. It's a little, I don't think that was supposed to be funny, but I kind of giggled a little bit. Um, but I I like her her arc. I feel like her arc from beginning to end is maybe this might be too bold is the best arc for any studio ghibli main character so far that we've seen yeah for a protagonist it's the most organic arc i i find and she's probably the most uh fleshed out main protagonist so far right and i know we don't usually talk about the art direction studio ghibli because it's fucking gorgeous like what do you want us to yeah. say we're gonna repeat ourselves it's it goes without saying we're not gonna say it's bad because it's not bad but I know why I love this movie so much, even though, like, I was, like, 13, 14 when I saw it, and I didn't... I understood the story, but I can't relate to something like that that much. That fucking town she found was so gorgeous. Yeah, man. The landscapes and all the wide shots of uh, her flying in the sky, it's breathtaking, man. <sighs> right, right by the sea, too. It's just, like... That's, like, heaven. That's, like... I think... And I've said this before, like, on streams and, like, podcasts to talk to you guys. Like... I want to retire somewhere, if I can retire, Lord knows, somewhere quiet, somewhere isolated. And that's not necessarily isolated, but that's definitely probably quieter than where you and I live currently. I'd say so. And it just, it just, it just felt so calming. And I, I love that Ghibli can create these amazing, fantastical worlds that you want to visit, but also can create these seemingly realistic worlds, you know, that like, with, with, with like, granted, realism in that. They look believable that the people, real people would live in. They just, like I know people talk about the Ghibli food. I'm all about the Ghibli architecture. Okay, yeah, for sure. Like, like give me, give, give me that. Um, but yeah, I, I love Kiki. I, 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 I'm glad they never made it. I don't think Ghibli's ever made a sequel to any of their movies. But God, you give me a, a sequel to it, I would watch it in a second. But I'm kind of glad they don't. Gets a good ending. For all I know, Kiki's Kiki's like Kiki is the Amazon of her of her universe now. She turned into anime but, Jeff Bezos. But the good side, because she probably like will like donate her money, and she's probably not a billionaire. Hopefully, um, and probably makes deliveries no matter what. And also, the cat's probably dead, but maybe not. Who knows? It's a witch cat. Um, so I guess the other character we could talk about. Uh, I I mean, not much, but I like I like the sassy cat. Her partner was was perfect as voiced by. Um, Phil Hartman, who that name I recognize. He's a voice actor, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he like, was originally in Saturday Night Live, and he was um, on The Simpsons as well as several characters. I, yeah, I knew I recognized his voice, but I like he wasn't overdone, you know, like like some uh, characters can be. But I like the little amounts of sass that he would occasionally put in, or like the fact that he was able to communicate with animals uh, to help Kiki along. Yeah, as a foil, I think uh, Gigi works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's <laughs> poor him that he had to be—he had to be a stuffed cat toy for like hours. Namely, the dog was very like 
he was able to communicate with the dog on like, hey, don't fuck me up, please. I'm not. I'm real. I'm a cat. Just, just chill. I thought that um, scene would have gone much differently. In all honesty. Yeah, thankfully it didn't. It ended. It ended very, very uh, wholesome. Um, so let's talk about Tombo, as voiced by Matthew Lawrence, who I believe, yeah, he was in Boy Meets World. I knew I recognized that voice. Oh, yeah. Um, he played Jack. Oh boy. Okay. Um, this is coming obviously with a 2022 aspect of it, and. The second you meet Tombo, he is ca- like I, it's weird to call it catcalling because he's not directly doing that, but he is downright almost doing that on the thirteen-year-old equivalent level. Granted, they're the same age, but that doesn't make it okay. Yeah, it is not cool for sure. Yeah, like he meets her, he's riding the bike, Kiki's minding her own business. And for some reason, maybe if I'm wrong, maybe you can correct me, Todd, but he has this fascination with her because she's a witch. Like, it's all he talks about, and himself when he's not talking about her being a witch. Never about Kiki. Um, And, like, he just won't leave her alone. Kiki is just ignoring her, giving all the signs, and, and, like, until she tells him, like, it's it's rude to, to, you know, to talk to to you because you don't know my name, and pretty much fuck, pretty much tells him to fuck off. And has to fly away to get away from him. Stop being a simp. Like, I just want to be alone. Yeah. I I did not like Tombo at all. Like, I won't lie. Part of me was like, when he was caught at the end in the, uh, in the derelict. Um, the blimp, rather. I don't know what they call it. They call it a dirigible. I'm like, it's a blimp. Stop it. Um, um... And I'm like, please, just just get hurt. Can you can you get it? Her his arm hurt a little bit? Like, no, no, cares not. It's a Ghibli movie. We're not. It's not an adult Ghibli movie, so oh, we can't have that. But God, I did not like this character at all. Yeah, if uh, he just if he was like if he was like uh, the the leading dude from Castle in the Sky, that'd be one thing. But the fact that uh, right. he just comes off as a big fucking creeper. Uh, towards Kiki for the majority of this film. Right. It's just whatever, man. The the moment I, I like, maybe detest him forever as a character is when Kiki is, like, in her depression smo- state, and she's in bed, and he calls her. And, um, and he's like, oh, Kiki, did you see me when I waved in the blimp? You know, I, I got to ride the blimp, you know, and then this and that. I waved to you, you know, because I know the captain and all. And he's just talking about himself. And not... At, and granted, he can't see her, but like not even stopping to ask, how is how is he how is she doing? How are you doing? You know, I haven't seen you deliver anything in a while. None of that. He is just all about him one hundred percent, and I did not like him. Yeah, it's it's a play deplorable moment in all honesty. Um, but uh. I get I, not much to say. I guess I, let's let's talk about Ursula, uh, who is the third. I guess, not, I, I wouldn't say main character, but definitely third tertiary character for sure. I'd say so. Um, as as someone who befriends uh, Kiki and she meets Kiki because Kiki is trying to deliver what I first thought was a stuffed cat was a cat. I thought it was like a cat that they were taking to the thing, but like no, it's just a canary cage. Um, and now I realize 13, 10, uh, 20 years later what it was. Um, but, uh, 
and unfortunately crows start attacking her and it she drops the toy thankfully not not the cage but the toy but i guess the toy is conditioned as part of it which is why um Gigi had to be part be the tough, tough cat and she meets her as she's pretty much painting uh drawing crows point is i liked her she's not in that much but damn did she make an impression on me when i was young jesus christ yeah, man. She's definitely got that character design that uh, made dudes like us kind of fun. Yeah, especially at that age. Um, you know, and I, we don't know how old she is. I never said, but, like, she pretty much lives in the woods alone by herself in this wood cabin. And she draws. Like, she's an artist. And there's a great piece of, um, like, where she's, like, Drew Kiki and almost, like, this Vincent Van Gogh style, which I thought was really nice. Um, very, very beautiful. And I like that... She's pretty much like the opposite of Tombow, where like Tombow's very much me, 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 me. Very and 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 even though Arso does have her help her a little bit, Arso was very much like a, a like I would say the ignition part to getting Kiki back on her feet. Yeah, she uh, she has a really good moment uh, uh, during that during that part of the film where she gives like a soul speech on uh, how why she became an artist in the first place and how she lost her drive and had to find her inspiration to do it again which kind of uh, mirrors kiki's dilemma right like i feel like if you have not seen this movie since you were a kid if you were a kid and you were maybe you're maybe struggling with something right now like art like artistically wise or creative wise watch this movie because it can be i think it can be one of those like oh it's normal it's perfectly normal um it's scary but it's perfectly normal um uh, and she and I liked her as like the sort of rambunctious character. Like they get a hitchhiker to pick her up, and she goes, "You thought they thought I thought you were a boy." I'm like, "Do you see these legs? You think a boy could have these legs?" Um, have you met Fe- uh, Ursula? Have you met Fen boys? I'll, I'll just have I'll just you met right me. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I like I I wish in another universe that Tombo had less screen time and we had more time with Ursula, but then maybe if that happens, her speech with uh, with Kiki doesn't land as much. Yeah, it wouldn't hit as hard for sure, but the fact that it does and uh, we don't have as much screen time as some of the other characters, I think that makes her more special. I think so too. Um, and I... What, what I love about this movie the most is how it handles conflict because I remember Thomas telling me, I could be misquoting him, but how he didn't really like it because he said that was just it. And, you know, like, obviously, even to this one, Ghibli movies, except for Grave of the Fireflies, and even Totoro had some fantastical elements to it and had that harrowing moment of searching for the younger sibling. This movie doesn't really have that. You're never you're never in question that Kiki is in danger, except for the, that, that dirigible section at the very end where she has to beat Superman. But I like how this movie makes conflict, proves that conflict is not necessarily confrontation, but just something that the protagonist has to deal with. And I think that's an ex- this movie is an excellent showcase. It doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be a world-ending thing or something. It can be something as small as trying to figure out how how do I survive in this world and dealing with all the things that are coming around. Yeah, I think that in itself uh, holds this movie on its own two legs. Like, it doesn't need, like, a big action set piece, even though the last uh, ten minutes of it kind of is, which the Disney previews right. completely fucking spoils, by the way. That's the one thing I remember <laughs> as a kid. 
the dirigible thing. Yeah. Damn. Um, because it's it's a large like this is largely a relaxing, chill movie. Again, there's some there's drama in Kiki's dilemma. You, hey, they could have called this Kiki's dilemma, to be honest with you. Um, but there's a there, the drama is Kiki living day by day, and 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 seeing how she handles each day and her struggle with being a witch. And I, I just found it really resonating with me a lot more. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts in the movie, though, is when she goes to deliver. Like, also, Kiki's just a good person too, you know, as most main characters are in Studio Ghibli. But when she goes to get the uh, the, I guess I think it's the, the casserole or like the the, the the delivery from the grandma, and she offers to help her use the old like brick oven, uh, which by the way, God, that's so awesome how that she has a brick oven in her home. Um, but. Uh, but then when she goes to deliver the food, the granddaughter is like, eh, I didn't want grandma to send me this anyway. Uh, I'm like, you, you bitch. I'm like, your grandmother, slave for that. You better eat that shit. Of uh, what was it, herring and what, cro- uh, pot pie? I can't remember what it was exactly. Uh, it's on the wiki here. Uh, let me look it up. Uh, da, 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 da. It doesn't matter. Point is, it's an old lady pie. Yeah. And it's probably delicious. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I really, I really liked it. I, I like the quiet moments when she's just sitting in, in the, uh, in the bakery, just bored out of her mind. Cause she's, when you're giving nothing to do, that's what you're going to be. And yeah, I understand like maybe if you're, if you're, mo- <laughs> I feel like this is attacking people who don't like slower movies or quieter movies, but I guess I am, but I feel like. You need to open up your eyes a little bit this more, and then look deeper at the sub at the at the at the story it's trying to tell you below the surface versus just oh it's just about a witch who delivers things that's whatever. Yeah, sometimes uh, you have to take a deeper look at uh, films like this because it's not always what it seems. It's basically judging a book by book by its cover at that point. Right, exactly, and you know. Uh, it, granted, it gets a happy resolution. Although the cat does meow at the end, so she doesn't have her powers back completely at the end. So who knows? She does but, fly a push broom, though. So that's kind of yes. an upgrade. Yeah, that that is uh, that is definitely that is definitely an upgrade for sure. Um, you know, it it just like I wanted to watch it again after it was done, which is like I was like when you told me earlier that we have to do this later, I was like, should I keep watching? Nah, fuck, just keep watching. It's Kiki. Like you haven't seen this in twenty years. Watch it. Um, and it, and it was just as wonderful then as it was now. Um, any any final thoughts, my dude? Uh, any characters you wanted to go over that we kind of talked over? I believe we covered everybody of significance. Okay. Yeah, like I said, there's a couple of one-off characters. Um, like I said, I mentioned the grandmother, uh, um, and stuff like that, which, which was nice. Um, also, uh, fuck the cop, immediately harassing her at the beginning, you know, and shout out to Kiki for just running away when the cop told her not to. Um, but seriously, God, Tombo, Jesus Christ. Ugh. Ugh. Um. Why was Kiki putting all of her like she was when Kiki, when when Pombo told her to lean on the bike she leant all the way on the bike, like I found that 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 hilarious. I'm like, how are they not falling over? But it it was a nice little section. Um, I don't know if I would ride a bike on the highway like that or like on a road like like that, a big propeller covering it, your face. Jesus, yeah, exactly. That's that's the part that I'm like, you're gonna 
I mean, granted, when it's moving at high speed, when you're looking to propel, you can see through. Like, that's how, like... But, like, still, dog. That's a um, big-ass but propeller. It's probably going to cut off in the other side of the lane. Probably. Uh, that Well, you know, who knows? Maybe Tombo had a tragic accident in the ocean and Kiki was just delivering something else. Who knows? Okay. Well, I, I think that about covers the Kiki's delivery service. Uh, how many witch brooms out of five do you give Kiki's delivery service? I will give this uh, four stuffed GGs out of five. This was a nice, wholesome little film, uh, in, which honestly had a conflict that uh, any of us can really relate to. With a wholesome protagonist, uh, it's just a nice little movie to watch. Fun fact, uh, I actually watched this uh, with uh, my uh, brother-in-law and my one-year-old niece, and... I'm, this is probably going to be her first Ghibli film. Nice. Uh, I'm giving it five. I still loved it. I loved it back then for other reasons, and I love it now for different reasons. Uh, I think while a lot of people like Totoro and Nausicaa and Castle in the Sky, and of course I, can't, I we haven't got to Mononoke yet, we're still a ways off from that one. Um, actually, not that far away. Uh, no, never mind. Yeah, we this is the last movie in the eighties. That one is it's smack dab in the nineties. We got a whole we got a whole decade to wait for that one. <laughs> um, Jesus, we have a lot of movies to go through. Um, but regardless, I really loved it. It's my favorite one so far that we've watched. And having seen the other ones, and maybe it's nostalgia, but I feel like this is the case of nostalgia holding up. In that, uh, it was it, it um. In that. Uh, that one meme, I, uh, you, you're as beautiful as the day I lost you. <laughs> that sort of, yeah, pretty much. I haven't seen this since then. I've, I've almost bought it on Blu-ray multiple times, and I never did, and I can't find it anywhere. Now it's too expensive for me to buy. So I'm glad I was able to watch it in this way. Although the audio version of HBO Max is kind of fucked. Um, I won't lie about that. So be wary when you're watching it there. Uh, Alright, so the next movie we're going to watch, we uh, did not actually get till 2016. Oh, damn. Um, but we're, yeah, so we didn't get this next to see. Next week, we are going to watch Only Yesterday, which I've never heard of uh, before in terms of Studio Ghibli, but it is on HBO Max, so we will be watching it. Um, okay. Only yesterday, and then we're gonna get to the fascist pig one after that one. Pocaroso, or not a fascist? Yeah, I've always wanted to see that one. Um, okay, uh, Tyler, please plug your stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at hatesatai. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home with Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old ass fighting games for your pleasure. And you can follow me at twittercom iggy and you can stream. And I stream live four times a week at Twitch.tv/Iggy2814. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time normally. And uh, you can uh, go to charts.com for our other Cinema Shot episodes with the DC Universe, Transformers, and Dragon Ball. Uh, and other. And, well, am I forgetting one that we did? No, right? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I'm not forgetting a franchise we've done yet, have we? Uh, you mentioned the wrestling show, right? Oh, and the wrestling show. I was talking about Cinema Shot, what we've done so far. Oh, okay. Not the wrestling show yet. Um, but also the wrestling show. And, of course, our uh, flagship our flagship show, the Char Shot Games cast. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for listening to this review. We'll be back next week. Until next time, dream on.
All right, gotta go make this delivery. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.